0: everybody? It's Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Witwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. And today, we are talking about selling in a chaotic world. We know there's a lot going on right now with the economy, with um, just all kinds of stuff happening, right? There's a pandemic happening. We've got riots going on. We've got a lot of crazy stuff in the world right now. And how do you stay focused and how do you stay on top of your game when all of these outside distractions are happening in your world? So, what are some thoughts around that, guys? On what you're seeing right now, and uh, how do we how do we stay on top of it?
1: Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that you can absolutely sell in a chaotic world. We're going to have two of our biggest months right now within real estate sales, especially, and a lot of it has come from blocking out all the nonsense that's going around right now. And for us too, staying motivated, staying on top of it, not making excuses, and. Just saying, oh, you know, well, hopefully everything settles down and it'll be like, be mm-hmm. okay. It'll be sunshine and rainbows one day and then everything will go back to normal, which uh, is probably not going to happen anytime
2: soon. Absolutely. And I think it's big too right now to control what information you're um, putting into your brain and what you're putting into your brain. A lot of people are waking up every day and opening the paper or they're turn on the news and it's just going to hit you with negativity after negativity after negativity and that is not a good way to start your day off especially when you're in the sales industry and people are going to shoot you down and reject you all day so you don't need any more negativity to start your
0: day off especially. Yeah and you turn the news on it's nothing positive. The world's ending. Yeah Yeah, it's nothing positive and I think that's one of the important things, that if you look at it, if you guys remember back in, when did this start in March? Back in March, yeah. All right, it was when we first started staying home. We kind of we stayed home a week before, I think, uh, the official lockdown. The official yeah. lockdown, right, mm-hmm. of St. Louis. So, but if you remember, one of the things we did pretty early on was we, we recasted the vision for the team and we said, we will be the team everybody talks about. When all of this is over, everyone will talk about it and say, how the heck did they do that because their businesses thrive during this? And I think that's super important because when stuff like this happens, and stuff like this is always going to happen, mm-hmm. right? It, it might not be coronavirus or COVID, whatever they call it. Now. There's a new
1: flavor of the month every month. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, there's always going to be reasons for not being able to succeed. Like it was the housing market, knowing so many people got out of the business, but so many people thrived as well. Same thing with this. Like it would be easy just to say, oh, you know, COVID nineteen hit, and coronavirus, and now all of a sudden, nothing. We're stuck at home. Nobody's buying anything. Well, what you need to look at is look at the facts for one. So I think you need to recast your vision and say, how do we become the team everybody talks about? Or how do I become the salesperson everybody talks about that thrives during this? So recast your vision and then also look at things and say, what's still going on in the market? Are homes still selling? Are whatever your industry is in, are people still buying HVAC systems? Are people still needing roofs on their house? Are people still needing plumbing? Do people still need electric? Whatever industry you're in, is there still a need for that? And is stuff still happening? For us, it was houses. So it was easy to look at that and say, oh, wow, 300 homes a day are still selling in our market. So it's 300 opportunities we can go get a little piece of, right? So instead of putting your head in the sand and saying nothing's happening, it's looking at that and knowing your numbers and knowing that if things are still selling, how can I go get a piece of that? And it all comes down to mindset, really, and shifting your mindset and saying, if things are happening, I need to go make it happen. You know, there's never a point in time for us that houses won't sell. People exactly. always need a place to live. And there's never a point in time where a lot of other industries, stuff's not happening. And so, but it's just, it's simple. It's a lot easier to make excuses for why you're not succeeding.
1: And I remember in March too, there were so many people that wrote off the entire year. Yeah. All of 2020 was done for. Like, Okay, we're going to throw in the towel and what, come back on January 1st of 2021 and magically that's going to be different somehow. And the answer is no. And I think that's where it started for us, too, because we never stopped. Everything that we did in the office leading up to that point in time in the past two years, we continued doing it. We just had to do it from home. We had an obnoxious amount of Zoom conference calls. Right. But that was that was the key is that nothing else changed for us. We didn't make excuses. And knowing the numbers, to your point, too, that 300-plus houses were selling, you would talk to some people, and they would think that everything shut down. There were no sales. There was absolutely you know no buyers, which is completely false. And so that's, too, where that misconception of not knowing the facts really hurt a lot of people. And it was easier to say or feed into the negative media and all the negative messages that, okay, nothing's happening. It's all a dire situation here. And that was so far from the truth. It was
2: incredible. Yeah, it's almost like the Wolf of Wall Street quote. The only thing holding you back from your dream is the bullshit story you keep telling you keep yourself. Telling it's yeah, just yeah, like it's that. Exactly you, right. There's there's two stories you can tell yourself. Either I'm going to sell a ton of houses this year or due to this Instance or this disease, I'm not going to be able to sell as many as I anticipate. That's
1: right. I remember, I remember too, and we were talking about it the other day. The number of people that were on Zoom conference calls were like in the hundred, near the hundred range, and like you fast forward a month, two months later, you're down to like 20, 30. Yeah, if it's, eight, down. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. way down. So it was like, oh, oh this is training. awesome. It's yeah, with the all the yeah. training, yeah. conference calls, stuff like that, it, it was amazing because. I guess it was an easy way for people to say, okay, I'm going to sit at home, I'm going to sit on training mm-hmm. and, and get in the mindset of, oh, I think I'm doing something, right. but you aren't selling. Yeah, it's that's, all about taking action. hundred exactly. percent. You're not selling, you're not impacting your business by doing that. And that's why also too, we had to make sure that we we're having even more conversations with people because we didn't know how that was going to shift. But thankfully, it was something that we've done before, Zoom conference calls without town buyers. It was not... This whole revolutionary thing of, oh, I don't think we could sell houses over a Zoom conference call because we knew we could.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree. And that's a good point you bring up where like you know, it started off with training we're doing, hundreds of people on, and then it just dwindles. And I think a lot of that is most people would rather settle for a life of existence rather than a life of substance. Right? And And this just gave people an easy out on not having to put the work in. Because it was like, oh, well, Corona's happening. We have to stay home. We can't do anything. <laughs> Does that affect
1: you from picking up your phone? That's, exactly. That's
0: yeah. Right. No. Right. Exactly. And, and it's, it's just because I think a lot of people, too, what you're going to see when all this stuff starts to shake out, it's like people tend to chase money. Mm-hmm. And it's not about chasing money. It's about attracting money. Right. Like you look at the and what I mean by that is you look at a person that works three jobs. Right. That's a person that's chasing money. Not that there's anything wrong with working three jobs. That's admirable. They're doing whatever they can to pro- most likely provide for their family. And at the same time, who do you know that works three jobs that ever gets ahead financially? So it's always going to be a struggle. Because as soon as you stop struggling. one
1: of those jobs, you're
0: behind. Exactly. You know I'm and, and I'm not saying like have three flows of income or have three businesses running. I'm saying when you go work your main job and then you go to another job after that and you go to another job after that and you're killing yourself working, constantly working, but you're not financially getting ahead, it's because they haven't become attractive enough in the marketplace, right? There's not enough. They haven't increased their value enough. They could be a super valuable person to their friends and family, but to the marketplace, they're not valuable in a sense, right? And that's where you have to, so how do you increase your value to become more attractive? So that way you start attracting more money. One of the ways is you read books. Right. As simple as that sounds, like if you can't afford a book, go get a library card. I think they're free. Yeah, they're, they they're free. They're free. <laughs> right. You can go rent every book you can. That's what I did when I first started flipping houses back in the day. I didn't know what I was doing. I rented like 10 books and read all of them and started learning everything I could on that. And <clears throat> so you look at that. How do you become more attractive to the marketplace? though? Where, And that's kind of the puzzling thing if you think about ones you read because you know, we just talked about. But one of the things that's always puzzled me is like you can take two people. Let's just use our industry for for, for an instance because we're in that. But you take two people in real estate, they start at the same job, same level, right? with the same knowledge, they get the same training, they work at the same company, they get the same training, one makes $200,000, the other makes 25000 Now, what happened there that one could make 20000 or $25,000 and one could make 200000 One that's making 200000 has more value in the marketplace. Has more value in the marketplace. And it didn't happen because they're just more valuable. They got lucky. Yeah, and yeah. they got lucky. It happened because... When the training stops, they went home and continued to work on themselves. And I think for a lot of people, what happens is even if, you know we're working a nine-to-five job. I see, we used to see this a lot with people on our team and our staff. They would they were had hours set in place where they would clock out at five and nothing would get done after that. Or it'd be Friday at five, nothing would happen. They'd come in on Monday and be like, "Oh my God, I have so many emails." <laughs> right? Where now we don't even have we don't even have um, office hours for our staff. Like there's no, they just come and go as you please, whatever you want. But they tend to work a lot more, and they're answering calls at six o'clock and seven o'clock and eight o'clock, and they're answering Mm -hmm. calls and sending emails on Saturdays and Sundays. And because you hire accountable people, it's like we talked about the other day. You can't motivate people. You just have to go find motivated people. You can motivate people for a short period of time or a short window, but at the end of the day, you have to find people that are going to be self motivated, because you can only take people so far, and they have to be have the want, the desire to want to learn and grow. Like if somebody's just like, oh, I hate reading. I don't like to read. I don't want to get better. I don't want to, and they just, they're happy. Are you going to change that person? No. no, Maybe, but is it going to be a big struggle? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to hire accountable people. You need to hire self-motivated people. And you need to start, but but you also attract those people into your world by the person you become. Like if you're not a self-motivated person and you're not very attractive to the marketplace, are you going to attract top talent? No, No. absolutely not. Right. You have to be the role model. Yeah, you might be able to spin a good story and attract them, but they're not going to stay if you're not leading by example. So I think that's super important that we think about that. Mm
2: -hmm. I think, too, for the kind of like what you're talking about, how everybody's like super self-motivated and even does emails, makes calls, does whatever they have to, even on the weekends, is that the team has a very big vision and a big goal that everybody else can fit their goals, even though their goals are huge as well. They can fit their goals under the team or under the business, you could call it. So it's... The vision that really pushes everybody forward and encourages everybody to stay accountable and even put in that extra work where most people wouldn't. So say you're working on a team and the goal is to sit on your back porch all day and smoke cigarettes. Is, mm-hmm. is your team going to have a big vision? Is your team going to have a big drive, a big work work ethic? Probably not. Not the team that wants to be the biggest team in the country in five years. Exactly. So that's just a difference right there that's going to drive people or just make people do be average
1: exactly and i think the other big thing too is that we were consistently talking about how we wanted to be the team that other people talked mm-hmm. about it wasn't this mm-hmm. thing where we said it once in the beginning of march and we're like oh well, that's going to carry us through the next you know yeah. three or yeah. six months we knew it wasn't so every single day we had to do something that kind of contributed to that and because we were able to still talk to each other and communicate with each other that was how we stayed motivated and I know you and I, Michael, we talked about like the biggest thing is that we have to stay motivated. We have yes. to have the team stay motivated through this because it's going to be really easy to get distracted with all the chaos going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be extremely easy to fall off, and if we don't stay motivated and, and see past this, no matter how long it lasts, which is probably going to be forever now, yeah, it's, it is. November third, yeah, till yeah, till election day, exactly. Then there's no way that we're going to get through it, right? And so that's how we succeed and continue selling is. You don't just look at the short term don't just look at this year what is the next two years three years five years ten years even what does that look like and that better be big enough to get you through this because it's not gonna be the only issue that yeah, pops there's going yeah there's sure. gonna be plenty more that we have to deal with
0: you're absolutely right and that's the thing with where a lot of people i feel fall short on like becoming a suit like whatever your definition of success is right like We get people on the team, they come on and they're excited because they see other people on our team making a lot of money. You guys have been doing this not a long time, right? A couple of years, years, two years, and mm -hmm. you're making really good money. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can do that too. And they get into it and then it doesn't happen for them immediately, right? Like things just don't start to click and then they get frustrated and they quit or we ask them to leave because they're not putting the effort in. But what they fail to realize is that like you look at somebody that comes in, they're 40 years old. Just, just use this personal example. I don't know who it is, but we just have someone on our team. We have had a lot of them throughout the years, right? So they're forty years old. They don't have any money. They're broke. You know, they're 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 operating on borrowed time. They're they're you know they have maybe a couple months of reserves, and they have to realize that everything they've done in the last forty years has put them in the position they're in, right? Correct. So everything they've done is has has defined their life, and that's the person they've become or attracted based on what their habits are, and then they come to our team, and all of a sudden it's super structured. It's super disciplined and they start to become a more disciplined person and they start they start putting in the work and doing the things they're supposed to do but then a month goes by and then two months goes by and they're not hitting their financial goals like they thought they would because they're not making a hundred grand in two months Mm -hmm. right and what they fail to realize is that it took you 40 years to get there Mm -hmm. like it's not just going to change overnight right and so you have to look at you have to look at what am I doing every day? And am, am I seeing forward momentum and forward progress? And I think that's the hardest thing for people that get in our industry or any industry that's hundred percent commission in sales is that one, it's not going to happen overnight. And two, if you want to make more money in a shorter period of time, what are you doing outside of what the company's asking of you? Right? Because are you going home and practicing your scripts? Are you going home and working on your presentation skills? Are you doing things outside of what you're supposed to be doing throughout the day? And that's what starts to make the difference. Like for you guys, like you had a benefit, Jeff, of – because I also think this. Like talk about scripting. Let's just mm-hmm. move into that. Yeah, yeah, I do think some people are better at scripts than others. Sure. I don't think anybody's naturally better. Mm-hmm. I think like even like Eric on our team, the Beeb, mm-hmm. like he he picked up scripts a lot faster than like I would have or somebody else on our team. But he worked in a call center. Exactly. You did yep. Toastmasters right. for a number of mm-hmm. years, so, Right. Speaking and and communication, that was something that I
1: had been practicing for two, three years plus. It wasn't something that, oh, all of a sudden, hey, Jeff, you're really good at scripts. Yeah. Like it took two, three years to get really good at scripts, just like anything else.
2: Exactly.
0: Like Joe was just good. Yep. Joe just came in and started talking. (laughs) And I think
2: one thing, too, is like once you get into (laughs) any type of sales, like once you realize that communication is really like the number one skill of any rich person or any wealthy person like look at any billionaire like Elon Musk or anybody like that there's a lot of people that have genius ideas or brilliant ideas but they're still broke. And the reason they're broke is because they can't effectively communicate their idea or sell Mm -hmm. it to people. And those people who are billionaires were able to do that. And that's why they're billionaires because they're able to effectively communicate and communicate at a high level, whether that's through social media, through face-to-face, over the phone. It's all about communication. That's, at the end of the day, how you sell a product or a service.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And that too, so yeah, effective communication, and it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. You have to work at it. And that's where a lot of people fall short. They don't want to put the time or the effort in. And two, looking at it like it's not just because also the better you get at that, you can go spend 12 hours making phone calls and not get any results or somebody that's been practicing and putting the work in can go spend an hour and get massive results. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to look at that. It's not always just about the time you put in either. It's about the value in the time. How much value am I putting into these calls? How focused am I on these calls? And am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing to generate the business I need to generate? And if not, you need to go back and start working on yourself again. And that's really what it comes down to. And I find that, you know, I have heard a quote. It says, success comes from consistent self-discipline. And that's how you get ahead in life. And to be successful, you don't have to do extraordinary things. You just have to do ordinary things extraordinarily well. Extraordinarily well. I think it's, that's super important. It's think.
1: extremely important because, you know, we talk about it all the time that the time piece of it, like for lead generation, for example, it's arbitrary mm-hmm. because if you're great on your scripts and you know exactly what to say, when you say it, when you need to say it to the right people, you're going to be able to set your appointments, go get business. You can be on the dialer for three hours a day, 20 hours a week, you know, 500 hours in the month, but at the end of the day, the time doesn't necessarily matter mm-hmm. if you're not having the quality phone calls, the good conversation, you're not adding value like we're talking about earlier to the conversation, whoever that possible client is. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially over the last two years, is that people, when they come into the team, they think, okay, we have a minimum standard. The minimum standard is the minimum standard, right? Like that is not going to get you to a hundred thousand to a hundred thousand plus to get your financial goals, wherever those might be. You have to go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand too that like what you're putting in, I can put five hours, five hours, five hours, but if I'm not getting results in those five hours, you better keep going. And if you don't push and you don't keep going on your own, especially now with all the whole chaotic world, like if you're not putting in more time in some cases, you need to make sure that you're excellent on your scripts. Right.
0: Yeah. Totally agree with that. And it comes down to the consistency of mm-hmm. it, right? Like I think the greatest, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but like one of the things I see a lot of agents do is they, uh, they, they justify an undisciplined day, right? Where they say, well, I didn't make calls today. But I had three appointments. I didn't make calls this week, but I but I closed two houses. Yeah, and super busy. I was yeah, super busy. busy. I had appointments. I had to work on this. I had to work on that. And they justify an undisciplined day, which turns into an undisciplined week, which mm-hmm. turns into an undisciplined month, which turns Snowballs. into you being out of the business. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why we preach so much about consistency and what we do and the daily disciplines. You have to be disciplined to have the consistency in your schedule every single day. And make lead generation the forefront of your business. Like, if you're supposed to make 100 calls today and you make five, that's an undisciplined day, right? If you're supposed to make 100 calls, you made 150. Okay, let's start the day. On <laughs> and you're going to win the day, but that one day isn't going to be enough to propel your business for, for years and yeah. years and years. It's got to be done consistently every single day. And that's where we have that quote: "You know, enthusiasm is everywhere. You know, um, motivation is rare, right? So it's or endurance is rare. Uh, enthusiasm is everywhere. Endurance is rare." Right, And that's what I see a lot of times with salespeople. They get into the industry, they're enthused, they're pumped up, you know, sky's the limit, I'm going to make a ton of money. Three months into it, life hits them in the face because they haven't been putting the work in consistently and then they get out of the business or they bounce to another sales job that they think is better. How many people have you seen like that? They bounce from one job Mm -hmm. to the next, to to the the next, next, to the next, to the next. mm -hmm. And they're never getting ahead because they've never just planted their feet in the ground and said, I'm going to work on myself and develop myself and become the best realtor I can be Mm -hmm. or the best salesperson I can be. And I'm going to make this thing go.
1: I'm a firm believer, and you can't have a plan B. Yeah, yeah. Because Bring your bridges. plan B immediately is your excuse of why your plan A won't work. Like, oh, I got my plan B. Uh, it's okay if plan A doesn't work. No big deal. I'm going to go do this instead. Yeah. And you can't have that. You can't. We have to talk about burning the boats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like burn Absolutely. the ships. This is your plan A. Do not, do not go anywhere else. But whatever is going to get you in the direction yeah. that will help you exceed whatever it needs to happen to be there. And and I think too that the issue with people chasing either like the now money Mm -hmm. right the now money is is not anything that you want to be chasing no you Mm -hmm. need to be chasing and setting yourself up for the next six months 12 months 12 years Mm -hmm. and the only way that you're going to do that is by being disciplined and putting the work in every day and the other thing with that too is that even if it doesn't happen fast enough you got to stick with it because just with even this year when everyone was kind of writing off the year back in March. Like that means that you wrote off the next nine months into 2020. But like what did your business look like? Especially too, you know, 10 weeks after, after, you know, everybody could go back and everything open. You took 10 weeks off and then you expected to hit the ground running in 10 weeks. Like that was somehow magical because there were so many people whose schedules were so thrown off after that it was much more difficult for them to even go do maybe even plan B or plan C of whatever was on their list at that point in time. The other thing too is like nobody was hiring. Right. So so where were you going to go work? Yeah. So put the effort in, make your plan A work, and don't make any excuses. Right.
0: I agree with that. But a lot of people it's easy just to say, ah, we'll just see what happens. Something else something will be Something else will pop yeah. up, yeah. But that's the thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There can't be a plan B. When you get into a sales role, especially 100% commission job, you have to be a 100% in. You can't be like, well, I'm gonna kind of do this, and then I'll work this other job, and I'm gonna, you know, I'll do this and that, and then I'll work two days a week. And we I mean, people on our team that are like, yeah, you know, like we can't independent contractors. You can't require anybody to be at the office, but mm-hmm. but the people that show up to the office every day make the most money. There's a direct correlation. There's a direct correlation. The people that show up and put the effort in and put the work in and work on themselves and do the scripts and do the training and do everything they're supposed to be doing make the majority of the money. Mm-hmm. And then you see other people that say, well, I want to be like that, but. I want to come in one day a week or two days a week, and you know we always talk about the hundred K from the couch. Like you know, I'd be a you know trillionaire if you figure out how to make a hundred grand sitting on your couch. I'm sure I'm sure people can do it, but in our industry you can't, and in most industries you can't. You've got to put the work in, you've got to put the effort in, and you've got to make it happen. So I think that's a big thing is how do you stay motivated during times like these as well? You know, if you think about it, like what's going to keep you motivated when you turn on the news and everything's terrible? Don't turn on me. Don't turn on me. (laughs) Exactly. Right. That's definitely one thing. I think writing goals down is super important. You know, we talk about that a lot on writing goals down. And it's one thing that for whatever reason, it's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. As simple as it is to pull out a notebook or a journal and just write your goals down on on where you see your life going and where you want to. For one thing, I think it shows that you're serious. You know, you're serious about what you want to, what your future is going to look like. And you're not just taking life as it comes. Right, Like if you're a person that's just kind of waking up and rolling out of bed and like, yeah, oh, what am I going to do today? No direction. No direction. Mm-hmm. Like you may as well just stay in bed and like give the day to somebody else that's chasing their goals down. You know, because that's at the end of the day, it's if you have no plan for your day, you're not, you're just it's probably a day. It's right. a wasted right. day. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing too, the major purpose of having goals is not just to attain the goals. It's about who you become when you're on your path. In process, years. Yep, agree, yeah, it's it's a, that's the greatest value. I mean, that's the greatest value in becoming a millionaire. It's not the million dollars, right? It's it's the skills and the knowledge and the leadership qualities and and the courage and the commitment and the discipline and all of those things you attract throughout your way. Take it all away. You know, take all the money, take everything away. You still have all of that. Right. And there's so much more value in that because, you know, now you can go do it again. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing where you don't chase money, you attract money by becoming the person you're supposed to become. So one thing I would say is, ask yourself a question, what kind of person do you have to become, for everybody listening, what kind of person do you have to become to get all that you want? And I think especially going back to your goals, not only
1: writing them down, but sharing them with other people. Yeah. Because if you tell them to other people and other people know about them, now you can at least be accountable to that like what you're trying to go down. And I think that's the biggest thing that's helped me is that you can set goals, but if nobody else knows about them, you're the only one that knows about them. It's much easier to say, oh, well, didn't hit that goal or I'm going to change that goal, or, oh, my goal or lower my goal. We always yeah. talk about never lower the goal ever, yeah. no matter what, right. even after all this whole Corona, COVID stuff. Never lowering the goal and making sure that we need to double down and still hit yeah. what we targeted. Yeah. And right now we're
0: we, we're even exceeding sales than where we were at this point in time last year. Exactly, because it can happen, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing: never lower the target; just yep. increase the effort. Exactly. Right? And to your point, sharing your goals because people might say, "Well, who would I sh-? like?" They might be cons- might be worried about sharing your goals with people that are just going to like shit on them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, make so fun they, of them.
0: Yeah, okay. and, and I think or say so, you can't do that. Say yeah. you can't put limitations do, exactly. on right. And I think part of it is – because I get that. Like back in the day, you know, part of it is like definitely share your goals with people that are – Supportive. Supportive, yeah. yeah. You're like you're not going to share with somebody who's like, oh, that's stupid, mm-hmm. right? But also part of it is like a lot of people right now, like they might not believe in you because you haven't put the work in or proved them otherwise. No track record
1: of success. Yeah, if you have yeah. no
0: track record of success and you're just bouncing around, all of a sudden you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire in five years. You can do it. But they're going to be like, yeah, right, shut up. You mm-hmm. talk about this all the time, you yeah. know. And and they have every right not to believe you. Correct. You know what I mean? But like also if like you have people in your inner circle that like like, like, like I had a girlfriend back then, and she'd be like, When are you gonna get a real job? You know, like that's <laughs> why I had to kick her to the curb. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, but, but like she had no reason to believe in me. I wasn't making money, I was broke, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Debt collectors calling and everything like that. Uh, but also like I believed in me and I had my parents that believed in me. And so like I would I would confide in people that I knew were supportive and mm-hmm. had my back and, and then from there you just have to keep pushing. But I think that's a big thing too, is that income, you have to remember, income does not far exceed personal development. And so if you want to make a lot of money, you have a goal of being a million dollars, 10 million dollars, 100 million, a billionaire, whatever it is, what type of person do you have to become to attract that kind of wealth? And again, it's not all about the money, it's about who you become along the way. I think that's an important thing too, like you can buy stuff, like having money, there's nothing wrong with having money, it's actually really nice, it's a lot better you know, it's a lot better than not having money. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing worse than being broke. Yep. Like, there's nothing worse than financial stress and worrying about how you're going to pay for this and how you're going to do this and do that. And you know, so but you also remember it's not everything. Money's not everything, but it's about who you're becoming along the way. Right. And I think that's really and how you and can that.
1: share those lessons to other people
0: to help right. them make money along the way too. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah,
2: and I think that's a cool thing too. Going throughout your day when you have tough decisions on whether or not, hey, should I read a book for? 20 minutes or should I go watch an episode on Netflix? Mm -hmm. So you can ask yourself, if I was a millionaire, what would I do? Would I pick up the book or would I pick up the remote? If I was a millionaire, what would I do in this situation? In any aspect in life or any tough decision that you face on should I do A or B, always do what the millionaire would do. That's something that I like to do with myself whenever I'm faced with a temptation or something that I know isn't going to keep me on track. What would a millionaire do, or what
0: would I do if I was a millionaire? So that's a it's an point. easy question. It really yeah. is. All right. And it's an easy yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. We all know what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Right? It's just being disciplined enough to do it every single day. And and that's where people fall short, because they think like, well, if I don't do it today, I'll just double down tomorrow. Yeah. Well, what if you did it today and you doubled down tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What would that, you know, how would your life start to shake out then? Right? Where people are just like, they they just try to justify And then they bitch and complain about why they're not getting (laughs) ahead.
2: And it's a competitive world too. So if you're waiting until tomorrow or waiting five days or a week to just build up and do it all then, someone else is doing it every single day. Exactly. And if it's a competitive market, they're going to pass you in the market and beat your ass.
1: And that's the thing right now too, especially it's going to get more competitive. It's going to get 100% more competitive. And the people that are putting in the time and investing in themselves, they're the ones that are going to rise to the top.
0: Right. Exactly. So I think what this all comes down to, and we talked about this the other day, is... Consistent self-discipline, right? Doing the little things every single day that you're supposed to do. And that's how you thrive in this chaotic environment, right? You you ignore everything going on, you block out the noise. Like the, the world's always going to tell give you a reason to not do it. Yep. And I think that's the big thing. It's like there's always going to be reasons or things that pop up in your life for why you can't do it. It's figuring out how do I make it happen. Despite everything going on. How do I continue to thrive and excel and better myself every single day and keep pushing myself closer toward my goal? Yep. and stop blaming the market. Yeah, you know, stop yeah. blaming the
1: market for everything, right? Like we can't control the market, but you no. better believe we're gonna we're gonna work as hard as we can and maximize how much we can make during the market. And that's why too, when you control your own economy like that, yeah. the news can be terrible, but it doesn't matter, right? Because you've, you, as long as you're not feeding into it and using it as an excuse you're going to make money. You mm-hmm. will 100% make money in sales no matter what industry that you're in because people still buy things. People will 100% still buy things no matter what. It's not like people are going to go and say, okay, I can't buy anything for the rest of the year. And especially with us in houses, mm-hmm. we know too that even if the market shifts and even if we go back to like a bear market or we have that recession, houses are still going to sell. Right. And so we're already looking and seeing and anticipating that. We're not scared of it, but how do we thrive during that? Yeah. And that's the thing too is that I know especially when The beginning of kind of like March and April there, and especially too after this whole like stock market crash thing, that there were so many, there's so many success stories in the past where successful companies and successful organizations were birthed in that point in time because they had to overcome those things and they worked through it. So there's literally no bad point in time to make money. And we're in, honestly, probably one of the best places that we can be right now where we can maximize
0: the market and not be scared of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not about what happens to you. Because like pretty much what happens to you happens to everybody. Mm-hmm, exactly. right? It's how you react to it and, and what you do in spite of it. right? And so, and that's to your point. Like there is no reason that you can't succeed regardless of what economy is, regardless right. of what the market is, unless your whole industry has just been wiped out, yeah. which I guess could happen. right? But at the end of the day, like even the airlines, the whole industry won't be wiped out. People will still need to travel. Right. Will it get more competitive? Yeah, it yes. will, because there's gonna be less which is options. Good, which yeah. is a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. But don't use it as an excuse to say, you know what, I can't make any money. I can't, I can't hit my goals because there are always especially in us in the housing industry, there's always gonna be people that need to buy right. We're essential. We are essential. That's right. <laughs> we are essential. That's right. So to wrap it up here, any last thoughts, guys, as we as we close out? Stop making excuses on all the stuff that's happening in the world. It's
1: a chaotic place. There's nothing that you can do to change the entire world. Focus on yourself. Keep working. Work harder than you've ever worked before because you will make more money now than you'll ever make when it's you know all sunshine and rainbows and everybody else thinks that they can do it. So I'm looking exactly. forward to a shakeout in yeah. the real estate. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, you're, so, you're responsible for the
2: outcome of your life mm-hmm. and you don't think the government is don't think your mom is don't think your grandpa is you're the one who's responsible for the outcome and at the end of the day it's up to you at the end of the day are you going to look back at the person in the mirror and say hey i'm happy with the person i'm becoming or are you going to look back and say man i i messed up today Mm -hmm. or i didn't get better
0: totally agree let's end it with that i like it yeah all right everybody we'll talk to you soon